0: Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. We're trying to get Mr. Tubbs back in. (laughs) Mr. Tubbs is a live wire for a bulldog. Hi there, everybody. Dennis Prager here. And uh, at least you got a glimpse of Mr. Tubbs. Why he won't stay in that bed, we don't know. Hopefully, as he gets a little older. And I could speak to him on on a, a more... Mature basis, uh, we might be able to cajole him to uh, stay in the bed. Welcome to the fireside chat. What's our number here? Two ninety four. Two ninety four. I just got back from two weeks in Eastern Europe. I gave a speech in Bucharest, Romania, at the parliament. Not to the parliament. There were parliamentarians there, but it was it was at the parliament, which was a wonderful experience. This is not the first time I've spoken in, in Bucharest. And I had a listener cruise from Hungary to Bulgaria, which will mean little to most people because that's part of Europe that most people are not familiar with. I happen to love Eastern Europe and it was a great trip. And that's really the topic or leads to the topic that I want to address for a few moments. I wrote a column while I was in Europe my weekly column, which I hope you will look at. They're very important. That's I lay out my ideas in print, and that is at, available at denisprager.com or at many other places. But the easiest for you is probably dennisprager.com. So I wrote a column from one of the countries, I think it was Serbia, and it was titled that in many ways I feel better In Europe. Now, you must understand how difficult that was for me to write. My love for the United States of America has always been very deep. So to to say that in some ways, many ways, I felt more comfortable in Europe, and I had been to Germany just two weeks prior to that, so it's not only Eastern Europe. And I explained some of the reasons. When I was in Eastern Europe now, so I was in Poland, Hungary, and Bulgaria, and Serbia. I felt, in many ways, that I was, in 1950s United States, there was an innocence that I saw in life there that we have lost in America. Kids, uh, were were playing in such innocent ways, young kids. I saw, I guess, a, a sister and a brother. I would say th- they were both uh, under 10 years of age, and they were doing, you know, patty cake, patty cake, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, how often do you see that in the United States? Uh, I saw couples walking hand in hand, holding hands, Young couples, middle-aged couples, old couples, vast numbers of them. I got a lot of pictures of this. So I hope to put them up. And just people walking around, the, the lack of palpable tension that one feels in any major city in the United States today with regard to crime and homelessness and, and uh, sorry to say, poop. But that's that's part of it. I wondered where were all the homeless people in all these countries? Why why do they not seem to be suffering from from this as we do? And it it, it was just a celebration of normal life, as as I would put it, and many would put it, though many would not like that term. So, I wrote about the comfort that. My wife felt it. Uh, the Estrins, the Alan Estrin of Prager U, and his wife and I were there on this the Prager Listener cruise. This dog, by the way, really wants to be rubbed. He he will go to any human being who enters the house for a rub. Is that right? I'm I'm thinking about all of this in light of the tensions that are so palpable in American cities. Now, I, 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 I wonder if the, the depression rate among young people in, in Eastern or Western Europe is anywhere analogous to the depression rate among young people in the United States. I mean, the, the number of young people who have even say they have, Contemplated suicide. The number of young people on antidepressants, anti-anxiety medicines, uh, is really uh, is a frightening statistic. We, the the highest number of depressed young people in American history, are living today in the United States of America. Why is all of this happening? And it is not universal. There are, there are issues everywhere in the world. I'm not romanticizing other countries any more than I romanticized the United States in the past when I, when I went to other countries. But I have to call it like I see it, the way they say referees and umpires in sports. You have to call them as they see them. I, I don't have a, a, a national or, or ethnic bias here. We are really suffering and the suffering is been induced by some very bad ideas, toxic ideas in the United States, which the world is feeling. I mean, this notion that children should decide if they're a boy or a girl, I can't tell you how sick. That's the only word I can think of. It is sick, it is a sick idea. There are boys and there are girls. My my dear viewers, you cannot. Change your sex you can feel that you are the other sex you can feel anything But you cannot in fact change it. You can look it you can take the name of it. You can take the pronoun But you are not it This is brand new in 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 Western history. This is (laughs) That that young people are so confused in this regard and you don't have that in Europe nearly to the extent that you have it in the United States, maybe Canada, but really I think the United States alone. In, in most European countries, they have basically shut down all these clinics that, are, that used to work with kids to quote unquote gender affirm, which by the way is Orwellian. If you want to gender affirm, when a girl who's 10 says, I'm a boy, you gender affirm her and say, yes, I'm affirming that you're a girl. That's that's gen, that's true gender affirming. That's the irony. The word has been hijacked. The, the, that's what I mean about the, the comfort level. And then the homeless people in uh, in Europe are poorer. Certainly, in, they're poorer in in Eastern Europe by far than in the United States. I mean, but I mean some an in, in incredibly uh, uh, small sum of money compared to Americans. And yet, I didn't see any homeless encampments. I didn't see any homeless for that matter. This is all policy-driven. All of this has been induced. The inflation in the United States has been induced by by the printing of staggering sums of money uh, uh, to be used for often no good reason. Well, anyway... Uh, that was some of my thinking in Europe. I had never had this before. I have gone abroad every year of my life since I was 18 years of age, somewhere in the world, I've been to Europe very many times. I studied in Europe when I was in college. And every time I returned to the United States, I would feel like kissing the ground at the airport, whichever airport I arrived at. And seeing the American flag and being told by the immigration officer, welcome home, sir. And now it's not the same. I don't want to depress you, but I, I, I have too much respect. I've felt this for 40 years of broadcasting. I have too much respect for the people who listen to me to just try to make them feel good. That's not my task. My task is to tell you the truth as best as I can define it and to have you fight for the values that made Western civilization possible and specifically the United States of America to be a beacon of freedom in a world. Those those values are being lost. The baseball team in Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Dodgers, honored a group called the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence just this past week, honored them. They didn't merely have them do their thing. they Their men dressed up uh, as some caricature, cartoon figure of a nun, mocking nuns, mocking the Catholic Church, mocking the Christian cross, mocking the crucifix, and the Dodgers, The Los Angeles Dodger baseball team honored them. They didn't merely have them perform, they honored them. The United States of America has its president live in the White House. The White House had a pride flag hanging from it along with an American flag. Did any other country in the world? I don't know. It's an open question. I don't know the answer. Did any other country in the world have a pride flag, an LGBT pride flag on the residence of the president or prime minister? It's one thing to not persecute and to accept the the coexistence with as we should or even be loving toward as we should to any person worthy of being loved. Not every gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender is a good human being, any more than any heterosexual is a good human being. But on the assumption that we just judge people by their character, of course you love individuals I have very close, I mean really close. Gay couples in, in my life, in my wife's in my life. We are godparents to the children of one of these couples. But pride? Have I addressed that? I think I have. I mean, so I won't spend much time now. The idea that one takes pride, a society takes pride in its bisexuals. What is What pride is there? <laughs> it, it, it's... It's beyond belief what what has happened. All of this is part of a tearing down of the heteronormativity of, of society. The ideal, and my gay friends agree with me, is a married man and woman who are raising children in a family. That is the ideal. Not everybody can live it, I understand. But we are denying the ideal that's, that is a big problem for a society. So they didn't have all of this in Europe. They had kids playing patty cake and running around and not jaded. And none of them going to drag queen story hour at the age of six. So that's what I felt. And it's a painful thing to come back to your country in many ways, what what has been the most wonderful place on earth, which is why so many people have wanted to live here. Okay. All right, here we go. Howdy guys, my name is Kenneth Brown. I am 19 years old and I live in San Antonio, Texas. My question for Mr. Perger would be that in terms of debating and honestly, just in life in general, when we hear um or are confronted with opposing ideas sides over an issue how would we go or how should we go about it with finding the middle ground of trying to understand their perspective but not compromise our values and morals at the same time if that makes sense um thank you all right thank you uh you raised a lot of issues and they're, they're not all the same. So you're talking about people in your life with whom you differ. And how do you find a middle ground? Or how do you, let's see, and to understand their perspective, but not compromise your own values and morals at the same time. Okay, first of all, I don't know what it means to find a middle ground. Uh, what is the middle ground between men give birth and men cannot give birth? What is the middle ground? There is no middle ground. Either men give birth or men don't give birth. So I I don't fully identify with that ideal. Wanting to understand their perspective is critical. That I do agree with you 100%. I'll tell you my attitude with regard to dealing with people with whom I differ. I hear them, I want them to hear me, but this is my overriding attitude. And many of you may have heard this, because I've said this on my radio show for decades. I prefer clarity to agreement. So this is what I do with people with whom I differ. And I think it's a tremendously valuable thing to do. Say look, I don't want to win. I'm not looking to win an argument. All I want to do is clarify where we differ. And I have used this approach on my radio show with callers who have differed with me. And it's been phenomenal. First of all, so many times, the person can't even figure out, well, well where re- where do we really differ? They don't know. And they don't have an answer to that. and very often we end up either differing minimally or not differing at all. But that's what you do. Okay, so let's clarify where we differ. You say men give birth, I say men don't give birth. So wh- what does that mean? Do you really mean does a biological man give birth? Okay, so you, I assume the person will say no, of course not. Biological men do not give birth. Okay, so you mean trans men give birth, meaning a woman who says she is now a man, she being a woman biologically can give birth. So then it's not honest to say men give birth, you should say trans men give birth. But they don't say that because they want people to believe that you can become the other sex. But a man cannot give birth, a man cannot menstruate, etc. But A trans man, a woman who says she is a man, can give birth because she's a woman. So, I I always, I pursue clarity. Uh, I don't pursue winning an argument. That helps tremendously. Okay, let's see. Ian, 18 years old, Idaho. Hello, Dennis. I hope Mr. Tubbs is enjoying his new home. God, is he ever. I recently realized that I am lonely, but I have no idea where to start. I am familiar with your idea that I should like my spouse in addition to love, but I want to know what questions should I ask myself and answer so that I know what fish I am looking for in the sea. Okay, there are so many different points in this one question all right, so first of all, let me respond. I don't know where the like and love came in on the lonely part, but I'll respond to all of it. Uh, so you're lonely and you have no idea where to start, presumably finding a wife, right? Okay, I'm glad you're looking for a wife. It's not too soon, even though you're only 18. But if you're lonely, I pre- not I presume, that means that you're, you also don't have men in your life. I have always advocated with passion same-sex friendships. If you don't have that, you will be lonely. That, it, it will not be completely assuaged by a spouse, although it goes a long way. That's the closest friend ideally you have in life will be your spouse. But until you have a spouse, I'd like to know how many men in your life are important to you and are true friends. By friend, I mean someone to whom you can say more or less anything. That's my definition of a friend. By the way, the number of spouses who hide things from their spouse, and and I'm talking about good marriages, is very large. But that's a separate subject. The ideal is to be able to say anything To your spouse who is should be ideally your best friend anyway I want you to find male friends in the meantime it it is correct it is not enough to love Uh, you have to like somebody but that's true for anybody in your life as I say many parents love their children but a lot don't like their children so uh, but that that's different obviously because that the parent-child relationship is unique in any event, what question should you ask yourself with regard to finding the right person? How do you know if you're finding the right person? Well, th- so I have a very long standing answer. This is not for children. <laughs> uh, I think you, in order to have a good marriage, you need to have a bond with the, the person. Uh, in in with three parts of your body or three parts of you your mind your heart and your lower parts I'll I'll put it in in a, a euphemistic way doesn't have to be 33, 33, 33. it doesn't have to be equal it could be more in one but all three have to be present your brain your heart and if you will Sexual chemistry, that's a nice way to put it You need all three Uh, But as I said, it doesn't have to be all three in equal amounts It could be more in in two than in the third it could whatever the third is It could be more in one than in the other two that that but they all three have to be there Nicholas 17 years old Gulf Breeze, Florida Hi, Dennis and Mr. Tubbs. I have quite the load on my hands in the coming weeks. My second cousin has been going through a rough few years. She's 14 and her parents recently divorced. They usually visit around this time every year. And the last few times she seemed depressed. All of a sudden she decided she was a lesbian. My cousin, her father, has not challenged this or encouraged her to think it over. But I think she is in therapy. My uncle, her grandfather, expressed his concerns very bluntly, and neither his son nor granddaughter will speak to him anymore. I understand that it is absolutely her father's right to raise her as he sees fit, but I feel like what is going on is tragic and it would be wrong to not say anything. How should I handle this during their next visit? I really would like to change her mind, but I don't want to be shut out or seem like I'm telling my cousin how to be a parent. Thank you. Okay, so I'll, I'll rewind this thing. So first of all, I find this, this is a new thing in American life. And it is part of, uh, again, what's happened in the last 50 or so years. A lot of toxic ideas. You don't agree with a parent. You don't talk to them. That bothers me more than any other f- facet of this question That because your uncle, the girl's grandfather expressed his concern bluntly Neither his son nor granddaughter will speak to him anymore Let's say, so what does that mean? He spoke bluntly That he doesn't want her to be a lesbian Why can't he say that? What? Well, why does that mean you don't speak to him? His own child doesn't speak to him. Now, if he was mean and cruel and abusive, that's one thing. But if he, if he was just, he affirmed the fact, listen, my dear, uh, my, what would it be, his granddaughter? My dear granddaughter, you know, the ideal in life is for you to love and marry a man. I just, I want you to think about that. Are you really a lesbian? Uh, Or is it you're depressed over your parents divorce because it seems to juxtapose the time Female sexuality is very different from male sexuality. This is me speaking now not the grandfather Men are hardwired sexually women are far more fluid, I don't mean in sexual identity just sexually and It's very hard to say to a man you know, I think you should start being attracted to women. If a man is truly not attracted to women, it's it's very difficult to un to undo that. It's just the way they're hardwired. Whereas females can really go in 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 either direction. In, in many ways, I mean, most women want a man. Th- that's that's built into them. That is true, but also. In a society that like like ours, which is so almost pressuring, what you're a girl you haven't tried another girl. That's very common now in high school. and where there is so much anti male talk, toxic masculinity and and so on it's it's not uncommon for girls who are not lesbians by nature uh, to start experimenting in that arena. And for whatever reasons, a a parental divorce, abuse by a man at some point, will think that she uh, doesn't want a man. And so uh, let's say your grandfather said something in that regard, uh, or or whatever regard, he's allowed to speak his mind. I mean, if he did it uh, truly in in an obnoxious and mean way, I can't can't comment on that, but he's allowed to... relatives are, are allowed especially older relatives they're allowed to speak their mind what if she said she was a boy would would her father and mother uh, the divorced couple go oh of course darling we love you of course you're a boy and then the grandfather comes in and says you know what you're a girl you're not a boy and you're you're acting out your 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 frustrations or your anger Uh, over your parents' divorce, et cetera, et cetera? And then would they not speak to the father or grandfather for that reason too? I mean, really, what if she said, I'm a boy? It's hard for me to imagine that at 14, all of a sudden she realizes she has no interest in boys, that her sole uh, erotic and affectionate interest is females. It might well be. I understand that. I have a niece who is a lesbian, and she she has been married to to her female partner for many, many years. And I love them both. Uh, This is not foreign to me. But uh, the grandfather is allowed to speak his mind. These are very big deals in life. To say, I I don't want to build a life with a man at 14 is a dramatic thing to say. It may well be that that is your nature and you have no interest in men, and it may well be that there are psychological components to your saying you're a lesbian. If one is intellectually honest, one is allowed to say that. Within always the context of love, obviously. That goes or should go without saying. How's our timing? That's it? That's our timing? I live in a very difficult time, my dear friends. I said this during the lockdowns, which I opposed dramatically, as you know. There's been a real breakdown in America in particular. And it, it is a painful thing to witness. It's tough to be a young person today, much tougher than when I was a young person. I, I fully acknowledge it. God, when I, when I think back of the television shows in the United States in the post-World War II era, Father Knows Best, Leave It to Beaver, you should all watch these, Bonanza, I Love Lucy, you should all watch these shows. They're all on the Internet. Only to get an idea of the innocence that the baby boomer generation, that is mine, the post-World War II generation... The innocence with which we were raised. Children deserve to be innocent, and adults should not be innocent. It's a birthright of a child to have innocence till a certain age. I'll see you next week. Dennis Prager, thank you for watching. Thank you for watching this video. To keep PragerU videos free, please consider making a tax-deductible donation.